0: Hey everyone and welcome to episode 214 of the MCU Fan Show. My name is Sean Gerber, flying solo for this one because it is my non-spoiler review of Marvel Studios' What If. This episode is going up when the embargo lifts, which is on the eve of the What If series premiere on Disney+. But before I get into the non-spoiler review, and that's why this episode, because it's non-spoiler, it won't be one of those long-winded two-hour plus spoiler reviews, Those are on the way, although I don't think they'll be quite two hours for this series. But then again, it's us, so who knows? But before I get into my non-spoiler thoughts on Marvel Studios What If, just want to let you know where we have some exclusive podcasts that you may enjoy over at patreon.com slash Sean Gerber. That's S-E-A-N-G-E-R-B-E-R, or just hit the link in the show notes. And that includes a series, an exclusive podcast series where I talk about the entertainment business and some of the biggest news in the entertainment business is Scarlett Johansson suing Disney over the day and date release of Black Widow in theaters and on Disney Plus with premier Access. I dedicated an entire episode to breaking down the legal filing from Scarlett Johansson and her attorneys, Disney's response to the filing, Scarlett Johansson's agent's response to Disney's response. It's all there and full of my unlicensed non-attorney opinions over on the latest episode of Fan Show Biz, available exclusively at patreon.com slash Sean Gerber. And then make sure you're following us in all those places you can. We are at MCU Fan Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you are enjoying the podcast, we would greatly appreciate you taking the time to leave us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so very much to everyone who's already taken the time to do that. We really do appreciate it. And now... It's time to talk about What If, or just talk a little bit about What If, because I don't want to spoil anything for you. There's already more information out there from the non-spoiler, quote-unquote non-spoiler reactions than uh, I would have wanted to know ahead of seeing the show. So hopefully you're not paying too much attention to that stuff, and uh, only listening to what we share with you, or what I share with you, over here on MCU Fanshore, or what I shared in my reaction tweet to, uh, to What If, after I had a chance to see the first three episodes, and I'm going to cover this non-spoiler review in phases. I'm going to be super, super vague as far as my just general overall thoughts and imp- impressions of the series so far, and then I'll talk a little bit about, not specific spoilers, but I will get into... The episode topics, and I don't think any of this is really that spoilery because it's all stuff that's been out there in trailers and uh, in, in interviews and stuff that the creators have shared and, and things they've been willing to talk about and put out there in advance of the fans seeing the show. But I'll let you know before I get into those types of details because maybe you just want to hear the overall impressions and you don't want to hear what uh, what the first three episodes are about. Although I'm still not even going to tell you entirely what they're about, just a little bit of a preview of what those episodes deal with. But before I get into anything remotely specific about the episodes, I gotta say, I just could not be happier with the first three episodes of What If. Sitting down and watching the show, I this this has certainly been one of the more eagerly anticipated Marvel Studios series, and I mean, what isn't one of my most eagerly anticipated Marvel Studios movies and series? They're all pretty much tied for first, but this one in its own unique way of achieving that first place tie, having the ability to just do anything, take the history of the MCU, the canon of the MCU, and twist it into whichever way or whichever shape might suit an interesting story and provide new context for all of these characters also maybe provide some familiar context for all of these characters it's just the the endless possibilities of what if that are so intriguing but at the end of the day no matter how exciting it is to have endless possibilities the ones you choose to show in the series they still have to be interesting they still have to be compelling And thankfully they are, at least through the first three episodes, and I think they've done a great job in making full use of the concept of being able to go anywhere, do anything within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and yet still make it feel like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, having things that are completely big and bold and new, and yet being able to sprinkle in familiar touches, just moments that kind of feel like other moments from movies in the MCU, but not quite the same. Maybe a line of dialogue that seems exactly the same or it's just a little bit off. Maybe it's a different person who says it. I love the way this show was able to honor everything that's come before while at the same time taking full advantage of the ability to choose a different super soldier. And that's really not a spoiler. You all know about Captain Carter. And so seeing... Peggy Carter as a super soldier. I mean, it's been awesome in trailers and posters and every piece of imagery that they have blessed us with in advance of seeing the show, but being able to watch a full episode dedicated to Captain Carter was an amazing experience, and they did such a good job with it, and And I just loved every single second of it. The animation was great, the action was great, and then Haley Atwell's voice being able to hear Peggy Carter but in this new full-blown superhero sort of context with the suit, with the shield, and everything that she's doing, and it's just another way of Peggy Carter showing us the hero that we always knew she was, I mean, that she already was, whether you're talking about the official in-canon MCU stuff, like, of course, the Captain America films or the Marvel one-shot Agent Carter that was attached to the home release of Iron Man 3. You can find it in the extras of Iron Man 3 on Disney+, plus in case you want to rewatch that. And then, of course, there's the Agent Carter series, which isn't technically part of the MCU canon, although it kind of is, with Jarvis from that series showing up in Avengers Endgame. But anyway, I digress about uh, the canon status of the Agent Carter television series, but getting back to what if, and just to kind of finish up before I go into a a different phase of being slightly, I wouldn't say spoilery, but just being not as vague as I'm being right now, three episodes in, this might be, I don't want to Overhype it and say right away this is the best Marvel Studios Disney Plus series because they've all been great so far, especially WandaVision and Loki, just outstanding. And so, I don't want to immediately try to put it on that level or burden it with that sort of expectation, especially as you're all about to watch it. I won't go so far as to say this is the best series so far through the first three episodes, through each series first three episodes that What If is the best. I don't want to go quite that far, although maybe I'll end up there by the time we get to the MCU Fan Awards or something like that. But I would say three episodes in, this is the most fun I've had watching a Marvel Studios Disney Plus series. And for me, fun is not faint praise. And also, I've just had a lot of fun watching the first three episodes of WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki, of course, as most of us did, or all of us did. So it's a pretty high bar that's been set as far as the fun standard of Marvel Studios series on Disney+. And I'm happy to say that What If meets that standard and maybe even goes beyond it, maybe even clears that bar. And then as far as just the overall quality of the storytelling... It's right up there, and, and there are so many things that are happening that I'm just dying to talk about in these episodes that uh, really enrich the overall experience of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and expand our imagination, expand our concepts of who these characters are, and, and also, in some ways, looking at not just what's new about the characters as we see them in these new settings, in these alternate realities, but a huge part of the fascination and a huge part of what's just so interesting to think about as I was watching the show and, and thinking about it after watching the show and what I can't wait to talk about on the podcast is not just what's different, but what are the things that endure and how does that inform us about these characters? And it's just what if I, I can't say enough about how much I enjoyed these first three episodes. But I have to stop at some point because this is a non-spoiler review. So this is the part where I'm going to not be quite as vague and talk more about the subjects of these first three episodes. And of course, no big plot spoilers or even small plot spoilers or anything like that. Just a little bit of a preview of what you can expect From These first three episodes and all of this information is pretty much out there and the reactions already. So I'm only going to reveal less than uh, what's been put out there because as I said at the top of the show, there's some stuff that I wish people had not included in their reactions to the first few episodes. So I'll make sure not to mention those sorts of things here. But the first episode is as many of you are aware, the Captain Carter episode And you're certainly looking at things in Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, that sort of time period, which obviously you would be because we're looking at the time when Steve Rogers, as far as we saw in the, I guess, sacred timeline of the MCU or prime MCU timeline, as we knew it before Logie, we're talking about Steve Rogers becoming Captain America or becoming the world's first super soldier, I guess, not named Johann Schmidt, Uh, but in this reality. It is Captain Carter. It's very interesting to see how that actually comes about. And maybe it would be something you guessed. Maybe it won't be. But there's so much about that episode that calls back to Captain America, the first Avenger, but also plenty of things that are very, very different that speak to the different style of super soldier. I mean, Peggy Carter is every bit the hero that Steve Rogers is or ever was, but her methods aren't necessarily the same, and the way certain things are accomplished aren't necessarily the same. So you're not just watching Captain Carter go through every single story point of Captain America, the first Avenger. It's not like the person wielding the shield is the only difference there. There are some big ones and some important ones that are all very, very exciting and a huge part of the appeal of the episode. And then for the second episode... It is the T'Challa Star-Lord episode, and it's Chadwick Boseman hearing his voice once again as T'Challa. It is an emotional experience, as I think all of you would anticipate. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of his passing on August 28th. We'll be even closer to it when this episode premieres on Disney Plus on Wednesday, August 18th, and this episode is just magical. It was my favorite of these first three and when I talk about aspects of these characters that are new, you certainly see a different side of T'Challa's personality that maybe we didn't get as much of in the Infinity Saga, but there's also those, those traits that endure, and that was something that... Uh, there are some moments, there are some quotes from this episode that I think we'll be talking about quite a bit, and certainly... They're the types of things that uh, just pull right at your heartstrings and, and, and make you proud to have been a fan of this guy, remind you of how much Chadwick Boseman touched the lives of, of so many in his time playing this part. And and that's on screen and off screen with everything that he did and, and the man that he was. And to be able to have this opportunity to hear him again because this performance was recorded before he tragically passed. It was just such a gift to hear him again as this character and bringing back the magic, recapturing the magic that was Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, as Black Panther, or in this case, as Star-Lord. And this, I mean, it shouldn't be the last time that we get to hear Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. It was supposed to be Chadwick Boseman going on to multiple Black Panther movies and Avengers crossovers and other team ups and, and more and more mcu stories what if wasn't supposed to be the last of it and uh, there's certainly and it doesn't fill the void left behind by chadwick boseman's passing because nothing can but we can be reminded however of the power of chadwick boseman as a performer as a person and that shines through in the t'challa star lord episode the second episode of what if, and there are some surprises in this episode from other characters, and when we talk about characters taking on a a different context, we talk about characters being completely reframed, reimagined in the MCU, while still holding on to a bit of what we would, of course, or more than a bit of what we would recognize from the Infinity Saga, the Sacred Timeline, the Prime MCU Timeline. I'll just say, and leave it at this, T'Challa as Star Lord is not the only major MCU character that you are going to see in a new light in this episode, and I, I can't wait to see what people think of uh, of the other characters that pop up in this episode in some very surprising very unexpected ways, Uh, certainly uh, ways that surprised me as I was watching the second episode, and surprises that I was completely delighted by, and I think and hope that you will be as well. The third episode is the one I really want to say the least about, because it's the one that you just haven't seen as much of compared to the first two. There's been plenty of images of T'Challa as Star-Lord and Captain Carter, but not as much in the previews, has come out of this third episode, but just to at least give you some hint of the subject matter, there was this, there was an idea, you know, Avenger initiative, but there was a week in phase one, and it's known as Fury's Big Week. It's that time where three movies in phase one, or parts of three movies in phase one, Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, and Thor, they all overlap. They all intersect within one, parts of those movies all intersect within one week for director Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D., and the third episode explores that, but in a completely different way, and what you will also see in these episodes, or what you may be able to detect in these episodes, is that they play in different genres, and I'm not going to say what they are for each of these episodes, but just know that they are playing with different types of storytelling and different genres within storytelling, within movies or television. And that really just honors what Marvel Studios has always tried to do and something that Kevin Feige has talked about a lot over the years, where you have a movie like Captain America the Winter Soldier that plays as a political thriller, or you have something like the Ant-Man movies that play, or the first one in any anyway, that plays as a heist film we know that's part of what makes things exciting for Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige and the whole team over there and, and all of the filmmakers that they've collaborated with over the years and the actors as well, that they're not limited to being superhero movies. They can be other types of movies that either just happen to feature superheroes or kind of merge with the ideas and, and, and merge with the genre of superhero storytelling. And that approach that has served Marvel Studios so well in movies, in live-action movies and live-action series, with the live-action series debuting this year, that carries forward in What If? That carries forward in animation, this being the first animated series ever for Marvel Studios, their approach to storytelling and wanting to play with different types of genres to be able to tell different types of stories with these characters and things that you really wouldn't expect and being able to keep us guessing and keep us excited and engaged as fans... They are true to the spirit of that in What If through these first three episodes, and I have no reason to suspect that they won't continue to do that for the rest of the episodes this season and presumably in future seasons and on down the line. I was just so impressed by the first three episodes of What If. As I said at the top, I could not be happier with these episodes. I was so excited to check this out. Animation is, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, a huge part of what really developed or uh, what allowed my Marvel fandom to develop at a at a young age, whether it was the 1982 Incredible Hulk series or Spider-Man and his amazing friends, or you get into the 90s with X-Men. you get into, of course, the 90s Spider-Man series, Fantastic Four, Iron Man, a short-lived Incredible Hulk series, everything. Incredible Hulk tends to be short-lived. Incredible Hulk series in 1996. And then, of course, so many different iterations of Spider-Man animated series. In particular, uh, a shout-out to the spectacular Spider-Man animated series from the early 2000s. That was uh, that was really great. So Marvel animation, it's just been... It has a rich history, I think, for a lot of fans. Uh, certainly for me, it does. But now seeing Marvel Studios veer into the world of animation for the very first time... And to see them just completely hit it out of the park in their very first attempt uh, and their first three at bats with these first three episodes of what if to just continue on with the sports analogies. um, It's such a treat. And uh, I I was just smiling ear to ear. It was so uh, it was such a joyful experience watching these three episodes, and I just can't wait to watch them again on Disney Plus and talk about them on the podcast and share all of what make what I think makes these episodes so special in very, very specific, detailed ways. Uh, share all of that in our spoiler reviews on the podcast and then keep watching the show after these first three episodes. Uh, Cause now I got a, a bit of a wait. Poor me. I've got to wait a few weeks before I get to what would be a brand new episode that I'd be watching for the first time. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Super excited to go back and rewatch the Captain Carter episode. The T'Challa Star-Lord episode and the very, very different and yet familiar Fury's Big Week episode of What If, and I think you're all just going to love them so much, as I know I certainly did. That is where I will wrap up this edition of the MCU Fan Show. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for those of you who support the Patreon and are getting those exclusive podcasts like Fan Show Biz over at patreon.com slash Sean Gerber, S-E-A-N-G-E-R-B-E-R, or just hit the link in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at MCU Fan Show. If you want to follow me, you can do that at Mr. Sean Gerber on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to check out Paul over at the Comic Binge, especially the YouTube channel where we did a live spoiler review of the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, over the weekend. So that's up on the Comic Binge YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out as well. But for now, for MCU Fan Show, I'm Sean Gerber. Enjoy What If? We'll see you next time with our spoiler review of the first episode.